Uh, if you've got a computer or a phone handy, first of all, you might pull up the graphic this morning to go with the weather. That's at wortfm.org forward slash weather. And I'll be talking about the uh, water vapor uh, satellite image of North America that's uh, up in the featured graphics there in a moment. Well, uh, just have a look back at January to start with this morning. Uh, it was certainly an extraordinary month, so you wouldn't know it from looking at the aggregate temperature statistics. Anyway, we were about three and a half degrees warmer than normal, normal overall. The month, though, was bifurcated, or I guess it's uh, trifurcated into three uh, roughly equal parts, with the first running 8.8 degrees above normal. That was the first 10 or 12 days. The second, 15.3 degrees below normal. And then the third, 14.8 degrees above normal again. So our average temperature jumped more than 30 degrees between that cold middle section and the final 10 days of January. And pretty suddenly, too, not, not much of a buffer in between those two temperature swings. And February so far has seen no diminution whatever in the temperature anomaly from late January. We've remained roughly 14 degrees above normal through the first four days now. And that's only going to go upward, I'm afraid, before it goes down. Indeed, we may have a couple of 20-plus degree temperature days coming up later this week if things pan out as the longer-range forecast models are currently suggesting. And the fact that our snow cover is disappearing rapidly around us, too, is going to help with that. I have a look at that water vapor image of North America that I was mentioning on the station's weather uh, webpage, and you'll see there an impressive upper ridge, which especially towards the beginning of the image loop there back on Friday is especially pronounced spinning clockwise in a completely closed loop over the center of the continent from about the front range of the Rockies in the west, northward up to southern Nunavut and eastward across Hudson's Bay and then southward over uh, western Quebec and down into the Ohio and Tennessee and Mississippi Valley regions. That entire area has been unseasonably warm these past several days. Here, uh, as sometimes happens, we had one of those situations in which the warm air travels into the area from the north and northeast. It doesn't happen very much. But it does happen, and the water vapor image this morning does provide a nice visual depiction of the circumstance in which that kind of thing happens. The water vapor, of course, is capturing what's taking place way up the air column, maybe five or six miles above ground level. But if you look at an atmospheric sounding, you can see that the winds are from the north or northeast from ground level right up to the tropopause. So our 14-degree temperature anomaly uh, isn't the result of, for example, some uh, low-level warm air sneaking in on southerly winds somewhere in there. It sometimes happens. In fact, that'll happen later again this week. We're currently warm entirely on the basis of northerly winds, basically, through the air column. Indeed, the air close to ground level actually has remained relatively cool these past few days, just owing to the fact that we've got snow cover still remaining in areas uh, to our north and northeast over uh, Wisconsin and Michigan over which those low-level winds, of course, have been traveling as they come in. Shortly aloft, though, even just 1,000 or 2,000 feet above us, the temperatures warm significantly up above this uh, cloudy inversion that we've got currently, well up into the 40s. So our potential daytime temperatures could actually be a lot warmer than they've been uh, up in the upper 40s or even the uh, lower mid-50s if we could get some deeper mixing in these lowest uh, three or 4,000 feet of the air column. That vertical mixing process has been inhibited by the remaining snow cover around us and the low clouds and fog also that we've been seeing sliding over the area as the fetch becomes more easterly or northeasterly from time to time. 
That brings us the moisture over the Great Lakes in addition to meltwater that's currently evaporating into the air from the snowpack over northeastern Wisconsin and lower Michigan. That moisture is again playing havoc with our sky conditions today, as you might be able to notice if you've had it cloud over in the last hour or two. But after our surface winds back more southwesterly uh, later tomorrow and begin to increase ahead of what will be developing low pressure, which will be traversing the central plains into Minnesota on Thursday and Friday, the surface temperatures should begin to finally reach their potential. The ground is bare now pretty much everywhere to our south and west, and a strong pressure gradient ahead of that passing storm to our northwest should provide much more robust vertical mixing in a couple of days. Clouds and eventually rain will become uh, more of an issue with additional warming as we get later in that period, but I think we can uh, get at least a day or two up in the 50s with uh, increasing dew point temperatures as well towards the end of the week. So that should give the atmosphere a decidedly more spring-like cast as we get on to Thursday and Friday. We'll cool down again then behind a cold frontal passage as that storm occludes on uh, Friday and Saturday and drifts off to the northeast. But once again, there isn't going to be any uh, Arctic-level cold air to our north in Canada behind the storm to get swirled southward. So we'll cool back only modestly with still what will be warm anomalies as far as air temperatures are concerned with the temperatures in the 20s and 30s as we get out past this weekend and on into next week. The longer ranges of the forecast models have been showing indications for a while now that a much stronger episode of cooling out at the, uh, say, 10-day to 2-week forward time range will ensue at some point. And the Climate Prediction Center's latest 3- to 4-week discussion uh, published last Thursday highlights some additional indicators that a significant pattern change probably lies ahead of us somewhere out in the second week of our second half of February. You can actually link to the Climate Prediction Center's discussions and their other uh, data from the WORT weather webpage. It's a little further down below. Uh, for the moment, though, the challenge is trying to uh, parse the sky conditions at any given time through these next couple of days while we continue to be subject to these uh, streams of low-level condensation passing in this way from the central Great Lakes. Today, the pad of low clouds that's overtaken, especially the eastern parts of the listening area, eastern Dane and Columbia and Rock Counties, that will continue to be uh, moving south-southwestward through the rest of the morning hours, perhaps getting far enough westward to take in uh, Sauk County. It looks like it's getting into the eastern part of that county currently as I look at the visible satellite. Iowa and Lafayette counties may hang on the western edge of this uh, cloud deck, which seems to be moving more southward than westward at the moment. That's based on both visible satellite trends and the high-resolution model predictions for later this morning. Areas west of Madison look to generally stay near the western edge of this cloud shield, and soundings indicate that saturation will be shallowing out beneath 2,000 feet as we get into the afternoon. So some breaking of that deck and additional mixing out is possible, especially, again, in the central and western parts of the listening area. Temperatures today should respond, uh, of course, to any sunshine by jumping up into the low 40s, but otherwise the more cloud-bound areas around Madison and to the east are likely to languish kind of in the mid to upper 30s on light easterly to northeasterly winds at 3 to 7 miles per hour. Clouds are likely to get a better run over the area again. Once again, uh, tonight will be right under the center of surface high pressure, so we'll have light winds. They still will be uh, easterly before then, so we'll hold the moisture in. Temperatures will uh, drop to the uh, upper 20s to around 30 on near calm winds overnight, veering nominally southeast or south by morning. And tomorrow, I'm guessing the skies will continue to see some low cloud cover in the morning, especially to the east. But slowly increasing southerly winds, I hope, are going to mix that out and send it 
off to the north and northeast as we go through the day. That scenario is also corroborated by at least a couple of the short-term models, so we'll cross our fingers. Temperatures should reach the low and possibly uh, mid-40s if we do clear sufficiently on southerly winds up at 48 miles per hour. Southerly winds continuing overnight in that same 48 mile per hour range will hold temperatures in the mid-30s with the aid of increasing high and mid-level clouds. And as uh, winds higher up the air column begin to back more westerly. And Wednesday, we'll see passing high and mid-level cloudiness, but I think some sun, so that should allow temperatures, I'm hoping to uh, push 50 anyway, or at least the upper 40s, with the aid of increasing southerly winds, which will come up to 8 to 12 miles per hour. Those winds will continue to ratchet up overnight as low pressure in the western plains intensifies and begins to lift towards northern Minnesota. So those stronger southerly winds should hold temperatures in the low 40s going into Thursday morning, perhaps even rising some as we get on towards daybreak Thursday. And Thursday should uh, see generally thickening cloud cover with an increasing chance of passing showers as we go through the day. The temperatures will reach, I think, into the 50s, perhaps even into the mid-50s, with dew points uh, coming up into the mid or even upper 40s, which is much more damp than we've seen in several months. So it'll be uh, rather spring-like, as I mentioned, on Thursday. Southerly winds will be up at 12 to 18 miles per hour with some gustiness, and showers will uh, generally be moving pretty rapidly south to north through the day. Not a lot at any given time, I don't think. They'll be on and off, but uh, we could get a tenth or two of uh, rain coming down. We certainly need it. We'll stay in the 40s then overnight uh, and perhaps reach towards 50 again Friday before the winds begin to veer more westerly behind the cold front. The likeliest time for precipitation, I think, will be in that overnight between Thursday and Friday. In any case, I'll have a much more complete picture of the final two days of the work week anyway, including whether we might get our first thunderstorms of the year, as well as the weekend forecast uh, on the Wednesday evening news between 6 and 7 p.m. So tune in for that if you can.